Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Ravenda, with MZN Indie Radio. And I was just giving you a little taste of Miss Shelly Kay, one of our uh, big independent artists that we really love to have on board with us that we promote from Detroit. And um, I'm inviting you to a wonderful day today, which starts off a series called um, uh, Trailblazing Women. We're going to do this once a month every third Sunday, second or third Sunday of the month, and we're going to celebrate the accomplishments of women who are doing a lot of things that inspire a lot of other people. And our special guest today is Ms. Denise Hendricks, who um, you may not know unless you're in the business world, but uh, a lot of people don't recognize the people behind the celebrities that we see all the time on television. Denise is the BET producer for The Monique Show. And I want to welcome her today. Thank you for coming in, Denise. Thank you for having me. You have such a, a terrific background and a terrific uh, uh, accomplished life, and I'm really uh, impressed. And what I'd like to do is to have other people know exactly what people like yourself are doing and what you've done in your life to get you to that point of where you are, you know, such as uh, in their face being a producer, because they don't, a lot of people don't pay attention to that, but some people do. So we want to make sure everybody is aware of how much work it takes to get where you are. So can you go over a little bit of, about your background and what you're doing right now? Sure. Uh, well, let's see. Where do I begin? I'm, I'm a graduate of Florida A&M University, um, which is a historically black college in Tallahassee, Florida, and um I've always wanted to be in some form of media, journalism, entertainment, and um, majored in journalism and kind of started off as a producer in local news um, in Florida, moved to Atlanta in the late 90s, um, worked for Fox and NBC here in Atlanta and then CNN, and then got an awesome opportunity to work for the Oprah Winfrey Show as an associate producer, which I did from... 2004 to 2009, and then um, this past August of 2009, left the Oprah show and came to the Monique show in Atlanta to be a producer, and um, I love it. It's exciting. It's great, um, but I've really been, I can say, really been blessed in this business because I haven't really, after the first couple of jobs, I haven't had to look for jobs. They've just kind of come to me, so that's been been a blessing, but it's been an opportunity. It's been a great opportunity just to to interact with so many different people and to be in the business of telling stories and inspiring people through other people's stories. Wow, that's a that is amazing. I mean, I really admire um, something like that, and I wish a lot of more people would do that and just know that you know it's possible to do anything to achieve your dreams. Now you. Had you thought about doing anything before you got into the media? Uh, wait, one more time. Say that again. Had you ever thought about doing something else before you got into media? I, I, to be honest with you, no. I actually have wanted to be a journalist since middle school. <laughs> if you can believe it. <laughs> if you can believe it, I've wanted to be a journalist since middle school. I... Um, you know, we lived in, my father was in the military. We lived in Europe for, um, for several years, 
um, growing up on military bases. And in Germany, we were in Germany during my latter part of elementary and middle school, and I remember um, actually starting the newspaper. We had like a little newsletter at our school, and me and another girl there. This was like sixth grade. I was like 11 years old. I was like, we need to start like a newspaper at our school. So we started a newspaper, and I did that, you know, while I was there in middle school. So I knew I always wanted to write and tell stories and be in journalism. And in high school, actually, we moved to Florida, and I was the um, the high school that I went to had a, a TV station. So I was the like from ninth grade to twelfth grade, I was like the local anchor who did like the morning announcements in high school. <laughs> and um, but even in high school, I mean, high school outside of that, I did like my eleventh grade year, twelfth grade year, I was the like a production assistant for like the little community affairs program at our PBS station. Um, and then when I was in college, I actually did radio. Worked at the local radio station, not the college radio station. I worked at the local radio station for about a year. <laughs> um, did internships, a couple of internships in television, and and then worked actually for a year at the newspaper because I couldn't figure out what route I wanted to go in, whether it wanted to be print or or our our TV. And ultimately, I I chose television. Wow, I mean that is just totally amazing. I mean, at such a young age really planning out your future like that. I mean, it, to me, it's like planning because you already set in your mind what you wanted to do, and yes. then you just went for it. And, you know, I wish a lot of young girls would just do that. I know there are some that really accomplish whatever it is that they want, and, you know, it's just amazing that, you know, people have done so much, and nobody knows a lot about it, but things like that are things that inspire young girls to go out there and just know that they can succeed in those type of things. I mean, that's amazing. And then, I mean, going from uh, elementary school into high school and into college doing the same thing, that means that you set up a, a plan for yourself, a mindset of being, you know, in the forefront, sharing news and sharing stories. That's yeah. great. Did you ever write any books? No, I don't have, I've not written any books, um, but it is something I've been thinking about because um, I had an interesting life. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> and, and I've had some some interesting experiences and I've come in, you know, in contact with some amazing people and, you know, I've worked for some amazing people. So, um, you know, that is something that I've thought about, um, especially a book um, that, you know, as you were talking about, just can inspire and motivate people to pursue their dreams. Because, um, I mean, I'll just tell you this little story. When I was 17, senior in high school, um, in Florida, I said, well, I didn't say it, but I, you know, you know how in your senior year you have, like, your senior book, and, of course, you have your yearbook, you have all these, you know, these accolades to remember your, your high school years. Right. And um, in the back of our senior book, there was this page, and, you know, you put mementos in there, like your, you know, like pictures of you and your prom date and pictures of, um, you know, like concerts you went to or what was, what was like hot that year or whatever. And I remember putting in the book, this was like years ago, I don't want to date myself too much, but <laughs> I, put, I put on the page that said ambition, I put an emblem of Florida A&M University, I put a, a picture of CNN, and I put a picture of Oprah Winfrey. And <laughs> basically saying, you know what, I'm going to do all these things. But this is when I was in high school. So 
years later, you know, now looking back on that, you know, you don't think about it at the time. And actually, I didn't even realize it until I moved to Chicago that I was already kind of putting that out there in the universe, like at that age. Like I said, I'm going to go to FAMU, I'm going to work at CNN, and I'm going to work for Oprah Winfrey. And I did all three of those things. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for the opportunities that have come to me to kind of like, I mean, just the stepping stones that I've, I've been able to get through to, to, um, to accomplish those goals. So it's been a great, wow. been a great ride. Well, you know, that you basically claimed it. That's basically what happened. You claimed it because you just put it out there, what you wanted to do. And I guess most people don't do that. They don't just claim it. They don't believe in the, the abilities that you can bring to yourself by just saying what it is that you want to do and just focus on that. And, you know, that's why you have what you have now, what, what you accomplished. You have claimed it. So I want to tell yeah. everybody out there that's just kind of, you know, thinking about procrastinating, just claim whatever it is that you want to accomplish and it will come to you. Yes, I agree 100%. Wow, that is amazing. So uh, tell us exactly what a producer's um, duties are. Well, a producer, talk show producer, because there are lots of different producers, <laughs> but a talk show <laughs> producer, a talk show producer um, for television basically is responsible for um, putting the sh- putting the show together. So they come up with ideas um, for the show, come up with 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 guest ideas for the show. They come up with um, ways to, um, you know, like we're going to do something different. And let's say we have, I know um, I was reading your page, and I know that you have a lot of indie artists on your page, music artists, mm-hmm. right. or just mu- musical artists, you know, whatever. So sometimes we might come up with, a, you know, a show concept, and maybe we'll showcase, you know, different artists from around the country. And we'll say, hey, let's get Laura Isabor. She's from Ireland. Let's get, you know, such and such from this country. Let's get such and such. And then we have, like, a whole show around that. So we sit around, we come up with show ideas, um, and then we figure out ways to execute the show. And then once the show is booked, we have, like, a talent booking department who goes, and, you know, a show like this, the Monique show, which is late night talk, it's heavy celeb and musical guests. So, the talent booking department goes after these people to book them on the show. And then at that point, as producers, you start putting the elements together for the show. Um, And then you talk to whoever the guest is going to be ahead of time to kind of create talking points for Monique for for the show. And and then show day comes and, you know, your script is ready. You, You write your script a couple of days ahead of time. It goes through, you know, supervising producer, executive producer, that type of thing. And then um, show day comes and, you know, the guests are there and you just execute the show. Wow. Now, is that time-consuming on your part? It can be because here we are, you know, we're doing, for example, like the Monique show, I think we had like 150 episodes that we had to tape starting in September. And we Mm -hmm. still have probably like 20 more shows to tape. Um, there's f- there are five producing teams, and so there are enough teams to for everyone to do at least a show or two a week. So yeah, it can be time consuming, and it can be um, you know a bit of a challenge um, because there are so many things to get done in a short period of time. Before you you know right when you get done with one show, it's time immediately to start working on the next one, like the very next day. So you know you're moving at a fast pace. 
Now, do you work close, closely with your host? Do you work closely with Monique? We do. What we do usually, um, Monique is in and out, of course, you know, with her schedule and things that she has mm-hmm. going on. But, of course, she's there for the show. We usually she's given notes ahead of time. Um, you know, she knows what shows are coming up. We've briefed her on, um, you know, what we're going to talk about with the guests. If there are any books that need to be read, we give her those way ahead of time so she can read the books or, you know, we give her the music CDs ahead of time. So she's so that day, so she's ready when, you know, that comes, you know, when it comes time for taping, she's ready. She knows what she's going to talk about. She knows what to talk about with the guests, the bullet points, the questions. And a lot of time, I mean, it's great. It was like this with Oprah, too, and Monique. It's great because if they have a personal relationship with the guests or they have, you know, they've known them in their past, they've been in movies before or know you know, them from whatever, um, mm-hmm. they, it, you know, it's, it's an easier, it's an easier conversation. It's an easier vibe. And then they have their own personal stories that they can interject to during the interview, which always makes it, you know, very interesting and fun too. Right. It seemed like it would be really relaxed because they're used to oh, each yeah. other. Exactly. <laughs> have you ever had any uh, challenging guests? You know, maybe they start off thinking, thinking everything's okay and then it's like a nightmare once they get out there. Uh, sure. <laughs> I mean, you're, so, yeah, you know, sometimes you do, you, you do have those things, but, um, you know, you know, our main goal, you know, with any show, with any show that I produce, any show is to make the guest feel comfortable, make sure the host is good and whatever issue they're having, we try to rectify it and, you know, and move on. It's never anything, anything so major that, you know, that it's not that we're not able to fix it. So, but yeah, that happens. That does happen from time to time. Yes. Yeah, I would imagine because you know a lot of people, and then they've got teams of people coming with them, and you know, I mean, it's and it's probably certain things they expect or they ask for, almost like they would if they're doing a concert or something like that. Now, I noticed that Monique has um, a lot of music guests, but I also notice she has other people in the community, uh, like uh, political type of people or somebody that's an activist. Now, when you hire someone on the show to do something about a, a particular issue, um, how, how, you know, how do you go about getting that person? You know, like how do you find if that particular issue that you want to discuss on the show? Well, if there is a guest, um, a lot of times these stories that, that I call like maybe like a human interest story or a guest that we have on that's not so well known, usually we've read about this person in the paper, maybe we saw an article in a magazine or, um, you know, just heard about them through, you know, another guest that came on and, you know, they've told us, hey, there's an amazing person you absolutely have to meet um, or have on the show um, and to tell their story. So at that point, what we'll do is we'll research it, see what the story is, see what they're all about, and um, talk to them and see if it's worth, you know, putting them on the show with maybe another, you know, sandwiched in between some other celebrity guests so they can get their story told too. So that's basically how we go about doing that. I mean, it's a lot of just reading and researching and finding out if someone has a good story. And then, of course, you know, as you know, because I'm sure you get pitched things, people pitch us ideas and stories and you know a lot of times we'll 
research those stories, and then if we think it's a good fit for a show, we'll roll with it. So that's how that kind of happens. Okay. It's similar to to what I have to um, deal with, too, because um, when I first started in uh, in radio with Blog Talk, it was just about business and networking and uh, talking to people who had, you know, certain uh, situations going on that they wanted to talk about. I even had a psychic on the show. I had someone wow. who... I had someone who had uh, claimed that he was a hybrid of alien abduction, and what? I've had yeah, he was actually on a, a sci-fi show that comes on a network television station, um, and so I, I someone told me about it, and I said, well, it'll be interesting because you know I like to throw a little difference in there when I do a show, and um, that was a really good show to be uh, honest with you, and like the way Blog Talk works. Um, if for some reason somebody can't make the show live to listen in, they download it. So I check the stats on my downloads, and because I get a lot of downloads, I've been on for almost a year. Well, actually a little over a year. I've had like ten, almost 10,000 downloads of my shows. And wow. um, that show alone got over 100 downloads. I was amazed. <laughs> I was really amazed. So I know that you get a lot of really crazy things, but you never know what the audience is going to want to listen to or watch on the show, especially exactly. when they like to host. You know, when they like to host, they want to see how the host is going to interact with certain type of people. And I'm That's sure if I was brought that guest on the show with Monique, it would be the funniest show ever. Because Hilarious. <laughs> imagine her asking him questions. <laughs> yeah, because she's very honest. She's very honest and very yes. real, so I can only imagine it'd be funny. <laughs> I, I would just I would take that any kind of way I could, and I'd probably watch it like every day because it would be so funny. <laughs> now I actually had Rodney Perry on my show um, last oh, month, and he was I a boy. Me too. I I um well he has a block talk show too, but he hasn't been doing it since he's been with Monique, and he's coming back. I think over the summer he's going to do it again. But I watch him on there, and he cracks me up so much. In fact, I laughed through the whole interview because I had to put my my um mic on mute. Because I was laughing so hard, and I didn't want—I didn't want to, you know, drown out everything he was saying. But uh, he is a joy. Now, is he involved a lot with the show? I mean, I know he's a co-host, but I don't see him come on that much. Like he just comes out and does some funny stuff. But how involved is he? He's pretty involved. I mean, he's there every day. Well, he has to be. Um, and a lot of times. Uh, especially with the the opening segment where Monique does her monologue, you know they you know they come up with ideas and concepts together with that along with the writing team, um, and so he's very involved. And if he has ideas, I mean he pitches ideas, he pitches stories, um, and then he kind of like we have a lot of stand up songs, and so he kind of you know since he is in the stand up comedy world. He's good at suggesting different comedians that we should have on and kind of like monitors that area. So, um, but I'll bounce ideas off of him too. Like when I'm coming up with ideas, um, like we're, we have a great show that's airing. I can't tell you too much about it, but we, Pam Greer is like one of my oh, heroes. My, I, I should have been at her. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. I mean, and, you know, she has a new book coming out um, called Foxy, My Life in Three Acts. And so 
we taped the show. This was a pitch I made, like, at the beginning of the year. Like, I was, like, in August, September, I was, like, we got to have Pam Greer on. She's an icon. This is before I even know they were writing a book. And <laughs> then after, I then, you know, as months go on, I'm pitching her every month. Let's have her on. Let's have her on. Then I find out, guess what? She has a book coming out about her life. Perfect. So right. Perfect opportunity. So we, yeah, perfect opportunity. So we have her on the show. But going back to Rodney, when I found out that she actually was booked and we were having her on the show, you know, I go to Rodney and some of the writers, and I say, look, we're going to have Pam Greer on. You know, she's amazing. She's got the whole 70s female action hero, icon, Foxy Brown, you know, copy. I was like, we need to come up with something funny for the monologue and, you know, start thinking about it. Start thinking about fun things that we can do, you know. So that's how we engage them and involve them, like, in the overall process of the show. So it's a very collaborative effort, very collaborative Lots of people throwing out ideas here and there. What can we do? And even with our house band, I mean, I even went to them and I said, look, we're having Pam Greer on. So the music, everything down from the music that the guest walked out to, to, you know, just, just little things to make it like a really special show. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's special. I, special I, yeah. Practice. Oh, man, I would have been having brainstorm galore I've been a big fan of Pam McGrath forever. Yeah. I said she should have been my aunt because we are we are so much alike in like the personality she puts out there on the TV, like just bold and and fearless things like that. And then I realized that you know, of course, that that's kind of like uh, predetermined because of the way that people write the characters. But you know, you just make it what it is when you're an actress. And um, I've seen her in other things, and I say she is just amazing as an actress, period. She don't even have to be doing all that kicking somebody in the face stuff, you know. <laughs> she is amazing. And I just amazing. wish I could and see more of her, you know. I know. And her body of work, like, oh, my God. Like, if you go to her IMDb, mm-hmm. it's incredible. I mean, she's been yeah. acting literally since, like, 1971. Still acting. I mean, just still acting. Lot. So energetic. Yes, I love her. She's got a new movie coming out with um, Queen Latifah where she plays Queen Latifah's mom. It's the movie with Queen Latifah. That's the movie with Tommy? Right, yeah. Oh, my God, I didn't know she was in that. She's in this movie. (laughs) It's crazy. So she's in that. And and then she told me that she just signed on to do a movie with um, Tom Hanks and Joey Roberts that Tom Hanks is writing and directing. Yeah, I mean... So you've got to think about this. Her career in Hollywood and as an actress, and as not, it's been like nearly 40 years. It's amazing. I know. Well, I used to watch her on the L Word, and um, that was the only reason I watched it, because of her and Jennifer Beals, because I love both of them. And I just I just thought she was so great, and then I saw her do something with um, one of Charlie's Angels. No, not Charlie's Angels. Donna Mills. She did a, like a, a Lifetime um, movie with Donna Mills. Um, that was good. I mean, I said, look at her range. Her range is excellent. And I love to celebrate people like that because when they stay in it like that and they do different things and they grow with their career, it just makes them such so much more valuable person, especially as a role model to a lot yes. of women. You know, yes. I like to see somebody that show a positive role model, um, you know, behavior because there's a lot of people that are just doing it for the money you know, and the status, but they're not thinking about the people who are looking up to them. So a lot of people looking up to people like her. So she's yes. doing a great job. Exactly. 
amazing. Now, who is the who is the most incredible guest that you feel like to you that you've had on the show? Oh my God, are you kidding me? You can't ask me that question. I know you had a lot of people. You absolutely <laughs> cannot ask me that question. You cannot. Take, I, I can't. take no. both hands and say, out of the first ten, which one of those that I like the most? <laughs> Music no. or acting? <laughs> okay, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I will tell you that this year alone, just being at the Monique show, we have had so many amazing guests on. And the shows that I've produced personally um, have been, I mean, the guests are, I mean, they've been incredible. Their stories, they each bring something different to the table. I mean, I mean, if I have to narrow it down, I mean, it's really hard to say, but I have to say Pam Greer, she's, she was amazing. Her interview was amazing, and the, the book is amazing. Um, Erica Badu, which we haven't aired that show yet either, but when you see it and you actually see her sit down and talk to Monique and just reveal herself for three segments, I produced that show too. I mean, that was amazing because it's very rare do you see them just doing these long, drawn-out interviews, especially in our environment. I'm not talking about like right. Jimmy Kimmel and Chelsea Lately and all these other shows, but just, you know, with Monique, just on the sofa, you know. So that's like really being amazing. in her house. <laughs> it's like being in a house, and they yeah. they feel comfortable enough to like talk about Open all kinds of amazing things. Yes, and then the show we did that that aired this past week, one another one of my favorites, um, which was Bobby Brown, Johnny Gill, and Ralph Tresman, and it was just uh, because it was kind of nostalgic, you know, because I was, right. you know, a huge New Edition fan, and you know, <laughs> and then just you know, just everything about them and, and Bobby especially is a trip. So that show was fun to produce and. And did amazing, actually, amazing ratings. So um, that was just a lot of fun. So I can say, I mean, there's been some fun guests, some amazing shows. And then we have other shows. Like we did a show, I did a show with Judge Hatchet, which to me was equally important and equally as amazing because she, you know, the presence that she brings um, and just her, you know, just her in the community, everything that she's doing and um, how she works with youth and juveniles and I mean she was a really powerful interview herself you know and just a role model and an amazing amazing person amazing woman so I don't know you know it's hard to know it down I'd say but those were those kind of stand out at the forefront you know right now that's incredible and I like that um you know someone can come to the show because I know on certain other shows when I watch them, it, it seems like the guests feel a little rushed, like they're only interested in talking about the movie or whatever, and they ask a couple questions, and then the host has to be funny. Um, I like that Monique asks good questions that are like deep questions, like what an average person wants to know of the guests. And that, I think, is one of the things that makes it such a really great and popular show because she's like one of us asking questions. Like if, you, if I had Denzel Washington sitting on my couch, I'm going to ask him about his latest movie, but I'm going to ask him some other, you know, questions, not extra personal, but, like, I'd like to know, you know, how he feels about his career and what he thinks about the way things are going in the world. You know, I like to ask personal human questions because those are the things that we all want to see the reality of that guest from. You know, we want to know that you are just like us, that you go through the same things that we go through. And those kind of questions bring that out. And that's probably what, you know, is happening with Monique's show. She brings out that humanity of those guests, and then they feel comfortable, you know? 
for sure, for sure. And then they're able to reveal things that you might not know about them that their fans mm-hmm. want to know. And that's one thing we, we really try to do. When we're pre-interviewing these guests and getting them ready for the show, you know, that's one of the questions that we ask them. It's like, hey, what do you want to talk about? Is there anything that you really want to get out, or is there something that your fans don't know that you really want them to know about you? You know, which always brings about some interesting tidbit or an interesting story or, you know, it's kind of like, hey, I never knew that about such and such, you know. So that that always makes a good interview. Absolutely. I'll try to do the same thing on my shows because um, I actually been on here, like I said, uh, for a little over a year, and I didn't realize that somebody from the radio station was actually listening to my shows. And they were wow. telling me that I, I I did such a great job with the way I asked questions and made the guests feel comfortable and like they were at home. Because, you know, this is you calling from home. You could be in your car. You could be at the supermarket. I had somebody yeah. calling from the hospital. He was on a on the x-ray machine (laughs) and he was still doing the interview you know and I just made him feel comfortable because I you know I don't I don't fuss the people and stuff like that but um they liked it so much they asked me to bring my show to the commercial radio and I was so happy about that so I've been doing the same thing I think it's important thank you it's important to let people you know be themselves when they're there because I know celebrities are probably just hounded by, you know, a lot of different media, and they just kind of feel guarded and reserved. And when you're with somebody that makes you feel comfortable, you could actually express a lot more than you even expected to. So yeah. I, I'm sure that Monique makes people feel that way, too. I mean, she's so yeah. down to earth. I love her to death. Yes. She makes people feel very, very comfortable, very comfortable and very open. Yeah, and the same for Oprah because I know when – I would never believe that Oprah would have been able to get Whitney Houston on her show to talk about anything personal. I mean, Amazing. Were, you, were you there at the time when she had Whitney on the show? No, because I, that was this past fall, and I left the Oprah show in August that just passed. Okay. okay. So August, August 09, and then I came straight here to BET in okay. August of 09. So they did that now interview would, in September. Would you say um, – what would you say are the major differences between Oprah's show and, and Monique's show that you could see from your end? Well, audience, for sure. I mean, we're, you know, the Monique show for sure is on BET, and um, the majority of our guests are people of color. And mm-hmm. it's very celebrity-driven and entertainment-driven. Um, you know, the Oprah show, as you know, uh, you know, the guests are, I would say the audience is, it's more of a mix of, you know, Caucasian people of color, but it definitely skews more on um, Caucasians. And, you know, one, I mean, what I can say is that the, they serve different audiences, but the mission is the same, and that's just to tell good stories. So, you know, that's all. People, people want to hear a good story. They want to hear a good, an interesting story, you know, about somebody's life, whether it's, you know, um, whether it's a regular person, you know, an mm-hmm. average show on the street, or whether it's Whitney Houston. You know, people just want to know a good story, and they want to know that people are being honest and real. And I think, you know, the good thing about Oprah and Monique is that they're both honest and real people, and they've been very honest and real about their lives, too, about their personal lives, you know, to the public. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's why they've had a lot of success in their lives, you know, personal and professional, because I think when you're honest, and open, you know, about your life and about, you know, how you carry yourselves professionally and personally, then I think, you know, eventually good things come to you. Just be That's real about it. Right. Both, 
both of them are, you know, so real, so real, so honest, and, you know, just just amazing women, just amazing women who've had to overcome a lot. I mean, they were both, you know, in a business that values, um, you know, that values people who don't look like them. You know, you got to think about when Oprah started in this business. Mm-hmm. In the 70s, as a news anchor, there weren't too many, you know, African-American news anchors, period. So, and then her struggle with her weight and Monique's struggle with her weight, you know, it's just all, they mm-hmm. have so many, there's so many similarities that they've had to overcome publicly that, you know, that have that just been amazing, so. Well, you know, that's why I started this series of trailblazing women, because, especially women of color, because um, thinking about both Oprah and Monique having similar uh, incidents in their life, you know, with yes. abuse, um, overcoming that and seeing women on the street who have not yet been able to overcome that. I like right. to see that those two women are the leaders in getting yourself together, the leaders in overcoming any type of guilt, any type of depression, any yeah. type of you know pain, and still moving on with your life. And they, yeah. they have proven that it can happen. Yes. You know? they've, proven, they've proven that um, 100%. Coming from where they came from and getting to the point where they are now in their lives, I mean, there just aren't any excuses for you not mm-hmm. to succeed in whatever area you want to succeed in. I mean, it's all about putting your mind to doing what you have to do, overcoming those odds, getting over, like you said, getting over those issues, and then just kind of pushing forward. I mean, you can't say that you can't use your weight as an excuse. You can't use your color as an excuse. You can't use a disability as an excuse. I mean, because so many people, there are so many examples you know, in the world of people who have overcome amazing obstacles. And so, you know, and a lot of these people, I mean, I look to a lot of people. I love inspirational quotes and inspirational stories because, you know, it makes me really appreciate my life even more because I'm like, okay, I didn't have to go half through half through half of what this person had to go through, so I shouldn't be complaining. I shouldn't be ranting. You know, it should just be all about, you know, kudos all the time. So, you know, I've had a pretty good life. And I've overcome, I've overcome some things, too. I actually, I lost my parents, both my parents, when I was 21. Wow. So after having, after having grown up in kind of like a Cosby-like environment, mm-hmm. and it was very and tragic. Like that abrupt. Yeah. Oh, my God. Very, very abrupt, very tragic. And um, my brother was just 18. He was a freshman in college. I was a senior in college. And... Um, you know, when I tell people that story and then they see all the things I've done since then, they're like, oh, my God, I would never know. I would never know all of that happened. Um, but, you know, it's just everybody, it's just part of life. Everybody goes through ups and downs and, and you know, some incidents may be more dramatic than the other, but it's all about putting your mind to just moving forward, you know. Just right, I forward. believe that. That is definitely true. And I think... Um, if you if you don't dwell in your misery and you don't dwell in your situation, you won't be able to be stuck in it. A lot of people put themselves in it so much that they're stuck in it, and they don't. It seems like they don't want to get out of that situation. They don't want to get out of that state of mind. And oh, yeah. I know a lot of people who are like that. And I always say to myself that I believe it to God because yeah. I cannot. It's not my responsibility to handle certain things that are happening because it's his his will or his way for his whatever reasons he has. I can't dwell on that. I had to let him do what he got to do 
and then I got to do what I got to do. You know, exactly. like you have people in your life that just, you know, they want to hold grudges and I don't do anything like that. I don't hold any grudges. I don't, I don't dwell on any dramatics. I don't dwell on any activity. <laughs> you know, I let all that stuff go to God. Even with my, I have teenagers, a teenager and adult children. And when they have the issue, whatever, and, and I'm worried because I'm a mom and all, I worry about them all the time, but like I have to put them in God's hands because they're adults and they're making adult decisions, so some things could happen. So, I mean, it's just the way life is. You can't just say, oh, my God, it's the end of the world now that this is happening. I got, exactly. I just can't do nothing. I can't move on. I don't feel that way. I just keep on moving. I'm still sympathetic to whatever's going on, but I just got to keep on moving. You know, exactly. you, 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 you hold yourself back. You, don't you agree? You will hold yourself back if you just keep dwelling oh, yeah. on those types of issues. Yeah, I think some people, I mean, I, I heard um, someone say this. I can't even remember where, but somebody said sometimes you have to get out of your own way. You have to get right. out of your own way. You know, people think, oh, I have this, this, this is stopping me from doing this, and, you know, I don't have any money, or I don't have this, I don't have the right well, no, it's just really you complaining and making a bunch of excuses for, mm-hmm. you know, something that you really can get done. It's just a matter of, you know, like I said, it's just you got to keep it moving. Keep it moving and That's open right. yourself up to opportunities and they'll come, you know. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a testament that, you know, if you just keep moving forward and doing, you know, things with integrity and, you know, the right intention. Um, you know, I think opportunities and good things will come your way. I mean, and it's not going to be rosy all the time, but I always, any anytime I have a challenge come up, I'm just like, you know what, this is just going to make the story all the better when I tell it, you know, because I'm going to get right. through it. So whatever the challenge is going to be, I'm just going to be like, oh, let me tell you how, how, how God fixed that situation. And then, and now look at me now on the other side. So, you know, there's a story in, in everything that we go through, and it's just a matter of kind of, you know, looking at things with the glass half full instead of half, half empty. That is so true. And then, I mean, you are not shy of your of your awards from your accomplishments. I mean, a, a lot of people don't know the type of awards that you can get from your hard work and effort and the things that you do. And then you you also involve yourself with a lot of different establishments that also, you know, depict possibilities. Uh, positive attitudes and growth. I mean, uh, can you tell me more about what the Power Girls Incorporated is about? Because it seems that you're a board member, and I have never heard of it, but it sounds interesting. Well, yeah, and here's the great thing about Power Girls is that what a lot of people don't know, that the former president of Spelman College and Bennett College, um, Dr. Janetta B. Cole, who I know some people might be familiar with, um, actually – the Power Girls is actually a, a part of her global nonprofit institute. So wow. Dr. Cole has been educating, you know, young girls of color, you know, for years through Spelman and at Bennett College. And she started this organization, oh, 2005, 2006, to basically empower young women um, ages 11, 12, 13 through high school you know, just empower them, educate them um, to, do, to be leaders, to be future leaders, to be the movers and shakers of tomorrow. Uh, one thing she said was that a lot of times a lot of our young kids who are doing really well don't get a lot of accolades. They do right. in some respects, but then there's also a lot of focus on, you know, the negative things that our kids are doing. And there are a lot of great things 
that um, that our kids are doing, and they should be lifted up and encouraged and motivated to do more and mentored, you know, through that process too. You know, there are so many things I wish I knew when I was like, you know, in high school or college and even middle school so I can skip some of that, you know, so I can skip some of those experiences. <laughs> and, 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 you know, so it's a matter – so the organization basically – mentors young girls, pairs them up with different mentors um, so that they can um, they can have like an older woman maybe outside of their mother to go and talk to about different things, especially when it comes to um, their careers um, and their futures, what they want to do with their life and, and, and how to kind of navigate those waters. Because it's not, you know, one thing, it's just not, you can't just say, okay, I want to be a doctor or I want to be a nurse or I want to be a lawyer. There are so many other things that go along with pursuing that dream. And, you know, it includes social skills and leadership skills and communicating with people and networking. And, um, you know, there's so many other things that go along with just pursuing your dream. And so that's what we try to instill in these girls that we, that we meet with. And it is kind of, it's a global, or it's global. So um, the organization has a summer leadership institute that operates out of Ben and at college at Greensboro, Greensboro, North Carolina, and um, they do things with girls throughout the year. So that's it. That's Power Girls. Well, that sounds like a really incredible organization, and I would certainly like to be a part of it. Um, right. It's amazing because I I was just talking with a friend, and uh, we are actually uh, putting together a publication called Us Girls, and it's generally directed to um, young girls, mostly girls of color, who don't have any type of positive publications to look at and to um, give them inspiration and higher self-esteem, for one thing. I mean, I see a lot of magazines about this music artist and that music artist, and it's putting all that controversy with the media in their face, and they're not really seeing any type of realistic, you know, life experiences. So I thought of coming up with something like that that would help them in dealing with, you know, a lot of issues that they deal with, well, by letting them interact with each other and with other girls all over the world because they only can see what's going on in their own backyard, but they don't know that they are not alone and that they have a lot of people that, you know, are, are able to help them through whatever issues and help them develop their futures. You know, they don't have an idea what to do next when they have people around them that are not doing anything. So it was our idea to come up with that, and I'm like, everything is popping in my face now for you know, being involved with those type of things and and working with young girls. I, I would hate to see somebody grow up and the best thing they can do is dance like Beyonce. You know, oh, yeah. I, I want to see more. I want to see people saying, I want to be like Denise Hendricks. I want to be like, Aww. you know, Pam Greer. I want to be like Monique. I want, You know, I've had abuse in my life, and I see Monique is doing so well and Oprah's doing so well. I want to gear my life towards their dynamics. I want to okay. help those young girls get to that point of thought too because they can't get it if they're just stuck in the house and they don't see anything like that so and it's digital so they have access to the internet you know every little girl's on the internet these days oh for sure for sure sure. (laughs) but um i would i want to definitely be involved with power girls and see what i can contribute because it's important i used to work in foster care and i worked with uh, young girls who were in foster care, helping them uh, plan their future because, you know, the way it works, 
once you turn 18, they pretty much kick you to the curb uh, if you don't have any support system, and you basically are going to end up on the street anyway uh, if you don't have any family. So I have been doing things like that actively since, the I guess, the early 90s. And um, I like to work with you on a, a lot of things, too. Like when you come up with ideas for the show, I like to participate in any way that I can. If you need anybody that we have, whether it's, you know, we, of course we do our independent artists, but we also come across people who have written books about their lives, and we have people, yeah. like I told you, the guy from is an alien. I don't know if Monique's going to do something like that, but <laughs> <laughs> but you never know. She might want to throw a twist yeah. in there. I don't know. Exactly. But I like to participate as much as I can, so please keep me in mind. <laughs> definitely. I definitely will. Definitely. That sounds great. Now, you have um, so many accomplishments. Is there something else that you think about doing now that you want to accomplish? You know, I I think I actually want to explore the film side of um, of media and entertainment. It's an area that, you know, of course I love the movies, but I haven't worked in that industry. So I think film is, an, is another area I want to explore. Of course I love television and, you know, want to stay in that genre, but, um, you know, movies is something I want to explore too and see if I, you know, if I want to produce a movie one day or write a script for a movie, there's so many. I think there's so many untold stories out there mm-hmm. that need to be on the big screen or even on TV. You know, made for TV movie that would be great too. So that's another area I think I'm going to start researching and you know taking some script writing classes and you know kind of going that route. Well, you know what? I write screenplays, so if you need any help, please come to me. Well, thank you. Because <laughs> I, 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 I actually have a friend in L.A. who's starting his own production company, and he's already given me two outlines for uh, two screenplays he wants me to write to start him wow. off. And um, I actually wrote an episode for a Bernie Mac show a long time ago and entered it in wow. the Walt Disney commer- uh, contest that they had. Of course, they picked a movie instead of a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> But um, it's just something that I, I really enjoy doing. I see that we have a caller who wants to ask you a question from the uh, 714 area code. And um, let me just bring them in so they can go ahead and ask you a question. Hello, caller from 714. Oh, they just dropped off. Oh, well, they'll try to call back in. Sometimes it's hard to get in. Um, but I'd be happy to help you with any of that if you if you like. Um, we can work on something together if you want. I'm actually going to be writing a stage play, too, because that would be something new for me. But I have a friend who's doing a Broadway um, production right now, so she's going to help me write the play, and then I'll help her with whatever I can help her with. So, any help um, Yeah, I mean, I can see you doing that. I think you you'll be great at that. I can see you producing a, a, an entire series uh, of really really great stories. I mean, because you like to write the stories, you like to research yeah. the stories, and you're really great at just producing that material. I can see you really doing that. You should okay. you should get on it. You you already I am, you know, I do need to get on it, right? I need to get on it. <laughs> yes. I can, yeah. and then you better make sure you write a book about your life too. I mean you make that sure you get fun. don't even put that off. I know you're such a young woman that you, you feel like you haven't had your full life yet to even write a book about your life. But it's always good fun. to have something that's like a chapter. Yes, of course. Have a chapter. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, we got our caller back in, so we're going to get you a question here. Hello, uh, caller from 714, you're on the air. Uh, 718, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, me? How you doing? I was listening in to you guys. 
I'm calling from New York, and um, sometimes I just feel like when I'm watching different things, there's already stories told about me. So um, my life story is definitely a, a book. But what is about when you're afraid that how many people will sue you, like your family members, your mother, and stuff like that? I mean, how that works? You can't worry about stuff like that. You can't worry about <laughs> But believe I mean, me, it's, it's really like here's more the thing. like, okay. You can, if, it, if it's the truth, then you shouldn't be worried about it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like if it's, if it's the truth, you shouldn't be worried about it. If you're out, this is the thing, you should be worried if you're out there putting out information in a book or in a movie or on a T-shirt that's not true. But if you're writing a, you know, something about your life experience and it's true, you know, I don't know how people are going to sue you. Okay. Okay. Because well, I, I, I come I from just, a family of ten. There's ten of us, yeah. knock on wood. It's still ten of us. <laughs> and I don't want to be the first to go, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, but um, um, I'm a I'm a comedian. I have tried to get out there. I had some people that look at me and say, "Hey, call me. You know, you're really good. You're really good." But then when I get there, it's like a lot of games. So, um, I you sit should, on if the you're phone. Comedian, if you're a comedian, yeah, I'm you're a trying comedian. to do stand up. You should just. I'm go trying to, to do stand up. Yeah. You just you go to open mics. Just go to open mics where you know okay. anybody can get. Yeah, go to open mic clubs. Like a lot of times. Before the headliner and made comedians come up for the show, they have at a lot of smaller comedy clubs, they'll have open, open mics. So if you go early, you just put your name on a list, and oh, okay. then they call your name up, and then you go up and do your comedy. Oh, okay, though. And I That's how a lot of comedians me. get their start. I mean, a lot of comedians get their starts at, at open mics. I mean, Monique, even Dave Chappelle was doing open mic when he was like 15, 16 years old in D.C., so, so can I give you guys five minutes? I'm gonna I'm gonna do my show right now, like on the air. You ready? Okay, <laughs> go ahead. I'm actually be for real. I mean, I think life is like, it's it's like God be playing tricks on you. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you take out time to pray, but as soon as something happens to you, oh my God, oh my God, Lord, why are you doing this to me? It's because we don't pray enough, you know. So you're my audience, and I'm going to get ready to take an intermission break. So everybody go to the bathroom. <laughs> you ever go out, as soon as you say intermission, everybody gets up, and now there's a long line. Come on. It wasn't a line there before. <laughs> uh, like, stuff like that. Okay, now I'm nervous. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, listen, um, so what I could offer you is um, an opportunity to audition live in front of an audience at the Broadway Comedy Club in New York. Um, my friend I've actually been there. has I've a actually show been out there. there. Yeah. Well, let me give you my email address so you can send me your information. I can send you that. Do you know Cody Michelle? Cody no, Michelle. I'm not familiar. Okay. okay. But I'll give you my information. You contact me, and then I'll contact the producer and see sure. if we can make arrangements for you. It's M-Z-N-N-D-I-N-D-I-E radio at gmail.com. All right. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to have to let you go. Don't okay, let anybody stop you from doing your, don't let anybody stop you from, from pursuing Absolutely. your dreams of being a stand-up. You, I mean, I was really going. nervous. And, and you notice when you tell somebody else your dreams, like your friends and stuff, and the next minute saying, they're like, guess what I'm doing? You can't, 
you can't tell everybody. You can't tell everybody. <laughs> yeah, because everybody is just, oh. I mean, I have, like, haters. You ever have, like, what they call frenemies? You know, they're your yeah, friends. Everybody but in the meantime, those. they're your enemies. <laughs> so what I've been doing, I've been cutting everybody off. I definitely, I mean, I'm actually 45. I don't look it. I'm, you know, but I'm 45. And I, I did a lot of growing up to do. I, I mean, I grew up a lot. But um, I just cut friends off, you know. I'm about to take my cell phone and put it in the toilet, right? <laughs> and just talk from a, I'm just tired of cell phones. I'm just tired of this unnatural way of people communicating these days. People will invite you to their own funeral, you know what I'm saying? Uh, can you be there at, you know, they, they send you text messages, happy birthday, and all this type of messages. It's just really, it's overboard, you know what I mean? Well, we know what you mean. What's your yeah. name, honey? What's your name again? Anita. 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 But I'm Anita, make real. sure you. Okay, make sure you send me an email so that I can help you. And, and, okay, you can know, you get send me an email? Can I put my email on it? On here? Sure. Are you in the chat room with us? Yes, I'm Lisa okay. Whitey. White. Whitey. Lisa Whitey. Okay. What's your email address? It's White Brooklyn. W H I T E. Brooklyn. The number four. At AOL dot com. Okay. I'll send you some information out, okay? Thank you so much. I feel I feel You're welcome, honey. Anytime. Okay. And we got another Anytime. caller okay. in. Okay. Thank you. Thank we you. have another caller in, and uh, this is coming from the 708 area code. Uh, 708, you're on the air with Ravinda and Denise Hendricks. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Great show. Thank you. Um, Hi. My, hey, my question for you is, what advice would you give to a young person trying to break into the entertainment industry? And also, could you let a young person know what some of the pitfalls may be? Sure. I, my advice for someone young trying to break into the entertainment industry, depending on what it is, I think if it's something like a television show, you want to work on a network or um, do a movie, I would say try, if you're in college or, you know, write out, of college, try to get an internship or try to get an entry-level position, like a production assistant position um, in that organization. Because once you're in, you can pretty much maneuver your way around. Like, you're in, so you can network and you can meet other people and you can, um, you know, kind of feel your way around different positions and shadow people. Mm -hmm. um, and another thing I say to people, especially um, kids in college or, you know, right out, even teenagers, you know, it's never too early to start networking. And people always think it's kind of hokey or crazy or, you know, they, there's cliches about networking. But I tell you, every single job that I've, um, that I've had, including the job that I got at the Oprah Winfrey Show that I had for five years and now working at, you know, for BET, for the Monique Show, it's been as a result of, of networking. And, mm -hmm. and of joining different organizations, you know, different organizations related to the career that I wanted to have and just meeting people and not being afraid to go up to somebody who had been like 10, 15 years in the business and say, hey, can I, can you mentor me? Can you show me how to navigate these waters? Can you show me how to, you know, handle myself in these situations on the job? So I've always kind of surrounded myself with people who were in the business who I thought could help me get to the next level. And as a result of that, I always tell people, get, get out there, network, meet people, and at the same time, always be humble and, 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 and have integrity 
and the right intention with whatever you do because the entertainment business is very fickle, and things can come back to haunt you, and it will ruin your career for, like, the next 20 years. So I always tell people when you do things, make sure you're doing it, you know, with the right intention and that you're not trying to use people and that you're, you're always grateful and thankful for the opportunities and things that kind of come your way. Thank you so much for that information, and it's greatly appreciated, and, and much success to you and, as well as the host. And well, Thank and, you so and much. You as well. I think that um, that information and, and advice is very good for people to really be encouraged to do a lot of things because some people need to hear it from somebody who's actually doing it, and I so appreciate you sharing that with our audience. That's really Thank great. You. Now, I know that you only gave me an hour because I didn't want to take up yes. your Sunday now. We're having such a great time. Are you able to spend just a few more minutes with us? I've got, like, about another five minutes because I do have another event that I've got to get to. Okay, good. All right, so now if, if anybody else has a, a very short question to ask, please feel free to call in. But I'm going to ask another question. Um, what is the thing that you most admire about your life? Um, not not taking in account, you know, your show with uh, Monique and Oprah, but what else is it that you would say is the most admiring thing that you feel in your life has happened to you? I I, I mean I that's what, let me think for a second. <laughs> I think that I mean it's just kind of like a long I'm going to get to it, but I think that my faith in God. And my attitude of being like kind of like in a servant role in everything I'm in everything I do is is something that I kind of um, pride myself on. Is that I, I I never try to get too haughty or or too you know above myself. Um, and you know I'm always grateful and thankful for the opportunities that come my way. And I think as a result of that, that kind of has you know has kind of you know, it's kind of helped me along, and it's brought a lot of blessings in my life. And I am a, I mean, I'm big on giving back. And I love going to schools, talking to youth, mentoring. You know, if it's through Power Girls, I've done Big Brothers, Big Sisters, you know, mentoring through my sorority. And, I mean, I'm always trying to make a difference in someone else's life and give back, especially the young girls. And, I mean, I have so many um I mean, there's so many kids, like 20, 30, maybe 40, 50 kids that I've mentored over the years that still call me. They're my Facebook friends, you know. And I started an organization here when I lived in Atlanta before, um, started mentoring kids that were like in sixth, seventh grade in this group that I started. And a lot of those kids now are they're either in high school or they're in the early years or they're freshmen and sophomores in college. And just to hear the things that they went through and – how I made maybe a little bit of a difference in their life is it just makes me happy. It just makes me glad that I just didn't, you know, focus on work, work, work all the time, but mm -hmm. that I actually was out there in the community. And now these kids are doing something, you know, they're doing something good, and they're passing that on. And I think that's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. I mean, you have to give back and you have to show these children there is another way and there is another life for them and that they don't have to feel like they're stuck where they are and they can grow just like anybody else. It's not a, some kind of fantasy thing we're living here. These people actually had to go through the same issues and challenges and roadblocks 
and and you have you've gone through a lot of those things and you've accomplished a lot so we do appreciate you know everything that you've done and if we continue to watch what you do and you know follow behind your leadership so i hope that everybody has enjoyed this conversation but i did have to ask uh, i did get a question in from someone they wanted to know um as an indie artist um how do they actually get on Monique's show? You know what? If you all, I can, I'll, I'll give out my email. I don't mind giving out my work email. I can give out my email. And if they want to email me at work to pitch their material, um, that's fine. We actually have this segment. It's called Launchpad Artists. And I don't mm-hmm. know if they're Launchpad or not, but we actually, I, I actually had a Launchpad artist on this week. Um, so we try to do that like, you know, once, I don't know, maybe once a month or you know, where we have, like, an unknown artist on the show who's really trying to get their name out there. Or um, So if they want to email me, you can email me at denise.hendricks, and that's D-E-N-I-S-E, dot Hendricks, H-E-N-D-R-I-C-K-S, at moniqueshow.net. And that's moniqueshow, all one word, dot net. Okay. And I'll be so happy to take a look. I mean, yeah, I'll be happy to like take a look. Usually, when people are pitching stuff, they usually send like an MP3 of their couple of their songs and you know their bio, a couple photos, things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, if we think it's good, we'll pitch it and get in touch with you and you know get them get them on the show. Do, do they need to send any type of uh, like a video of them performance or anything like that? If they want to, they can, or, you know, a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll send me, they'll send a link to their YouTube page if they have something on YouTube or Facebook or whatever, and I can go on there and look at that too. That's fine. Oh, okay. Well, I hope everybody heard that because I know um, my show often um, promotes indie artists, and they're always coming into the audience whenever I have a really good guest and just seeing how they can get their name out. So I hope you guys are listening. Um, if you need me to help you with, you know, filtering through a lot of the artists that we have, um, I'll be happy to help you with that. Any, you know, and I mean, I don't mean just indie artists. I actually have access to a lot of um, other artists, um, major artists. Right now, I'm about to do a concert with an old school meets new school, where I'll have um, um, artists who are, you know, new school hip hop but they use some of the classic styles of the old school hip-hop, and they'll be able to perform on stage with them. So I have guys coming on like Kumo D, Rob Bass, KRS-One, uh, Two Live Crew. Yeah. I mean, I have all those guys. So if you need to do a special on anything like that, you know, just be yeah. sure to contact me, and I can help you get in touch, beat through all that red tape or whatever so that you can get them right great. on the show. We actually just so. had Rob Bass on. We had Rob Bass on. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we had um, we have another show coming on with um, we just had Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick and um, Biz Marquis. So we're doing a little old school hip hop too. <laughs> well, that's good because that's where it is. That's where it is. <laughs> well, thank Great. you so much for coming thank in you. and joining us. I don't want to keep you from your your personal business, but, um, but come please back. come back I'll on. Come back yes, you can. Yes. Oh, please do. Please do. And I need you yes. to be like a co-host at some time, and you can help, you know, talk to some young teenagers. We're going to do something with some young teenagers as guests, too, so maybe oh, you can I help with that. that. Yes. And you can maybe it. bring somebody from Power Girls along to speak about the organization, so that yes. will be a wonderful so you have a great Sunday, Denise, and thank you so much again for coming and joining us today. 
And thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. I really enjoy having you. Uh, I hope you uh, are not going to a cookout, but uh, if you are, think about me when you eat that hot dog. <laughs> okay. All right, great. All right, All right you have a good have day. A great day. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Well, thank you, everybody, for coming in, but we still have about 22 minutes, and if you like to stick around with our show, we have some great music that we like to play. Um, since we're in the mood for uh, women and doing some nice things, uh, talking about accomplishments or whatever, um, we want to talk, uh, we want to play some music by some female artists that we have. Uh, we have one young lady named Empire Isis who actually is a Canadian hip-hop artist, uh, if you saw her, you would say, oh, that's Uma Thurman, but she's not Uma. She just looks like her with dreadlocks, and uh, she's really good. She's really out there trying to do a lot of things for young girls, and she actually had one of her songs on uh, the TV show The Hills, and I believe they play it from time to time, but I'm going to um, throw that on for you, and then we'll be right back. Like a disease, 
Empire Isis, and that is my girl. If you want to check out the interview that I had with her, just check my archives. She was so great. And here's another artist who is Kyra Simone. She's from the UK. Now, we actually promote people even from other countries. So if you're you know, out of the United States and you want to get some promotion, please make sure you contact me at mznndradio at gmail.com and send me your music in MP3 format, some pictures and your biography and any links that you have to your social music site. If you need any help with promotion, we have a nice promotional package ranging anywhere from zero to $5,000, depending on what you really need. So we can help you even on a zero budget. So if you want to, uh, you know, get our help with getting yourself out there, we can start with booking you for some interviews to help you build a fan base. We can also um, play your music on our radio show, which reaches over 3 million people within the uh, Philadelphia metro area, as well as our global network of every country that's out there. So if you need that kind of uh, promotion, make sure you contact us. And, um, of course, I mentioned in the chat room that we have an off-Broadway comedy production that's going on, ongoing now. So it's not like one of those things for a couple of weeks. We're going to be looking for new people to be regulars on the show. So if you're an artist and you sing, you dance, you, you, know, you, you rap, you uh, are a comedian, um, you juggle, whatever you can do. If you're a model, you can get your chance to audition live on this show. It's the Gloria Glitter Show, and uh, we are doing that now. And in fact, she has looking for people to come in next Friday, and the show's on every Friday night at 6 p.m., and we're looking for people to come out and audition. So make sure you contact me on that. So let me go ahead, and I'm going to throw one uh, a song by Kyra Simone. You can reach her, uh, check out her music at www.kyrasimone.com, and it's K-Y-R-A-S-I-M-O-N-E. And this is Fix Your Hair Girl.
That was Kyra. Now I'm going to start pumping it up a little bit, and I'm going to play a song. It was actually a remix of a song by Ludacris that's out right now, and my lovely daughter, Lady Lex, is the one who is uh, doing the the, uh, the female answer to How Low Can You Go on this remix. So please check it out and look forward to be uh, played on your local club scenes, and hopefully we're going to get it on the radio as well. So here it is, How Low Can You Go. And that was a remix of How Low Can You Go. Now we're going to go into some more romantic 
uh, scene. Uh, I know some folks are out there about to get married, and they're looking for some music to play at the reception. And uh, we have a perfect song here by our Detroit indie artist, Mr. Q Harper. And um, we are actually trying to get Q Harper uh, out there on your local radio station. So um, if you ever... Um, get a chance to go to your radio station, put a request in for Must Be My Wife by Q Harper if you like this song. like four minutes left and what I like to do is normally I have my my uh, Kill Bill um, theme song that I play on my way out the door um, produced by Mr. Rizza from the Woo and um, today I'm going to just remember an old group that I love to listen to and jam to um, Club Nouveau 
the founding member of the group was on my show yesterday. Please check the archives, Jay King, and he was checking us out and talking with us about how things are going and you know what information he can supply about the music business. If you are interested in getting into the business, please make sure you check out that archive, and um, he will give you some really good information. So I want to thank the entire chat room for holding me down. You know, everybody that stuck around and is, is celebrating what we do here. And remember, I'm looking for co-hosts, so email me, and I'll be happy to get you on. Here is Lean On Me. Everybody have a great Sunday.